The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who would congratulate a soldier for his purple heart, or my grandmother. Grandma, I know you're interested in what I'm doing, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Prone Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Shara Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And we're back uh, after a bit of an extended break. Uh, well, we just took an extra week. Extra week, yeah. We were supposed to record last week, but... Easter. Yeah, that was Easter Sunday, and I was enjoying a really nice ham with the Catholic side of the family. I was just working. Um, and also, uh, we, I think, had, like had an extra week in there. There was like a five... Sunday month in there that kind of threw us off and yeah it's kind of better yeah I think first and third wait yeah I think yeah. first and third are if we maybe we'll be sticking to that so we might not be all there every other week it might just be twice right. a month well yeah and I mean the the weird of this month was that the first was on a Saturday um, and so we ended up doing our hmm. Our first recording this month after uh, Detroit Bondage Club, but before First Friday. Mm. So that that kind of threw mm-hmm. things off a little bit. So, Which leads us into the gossip, gossip. which is uh, First Friday. First Friday. First Friday was fun. Um, had a, a nice new face mm-hmm. there. Uh, well, not someone who'd come for First Friday, someone you had lured to our corner. Yes, yeah, somebody that I, I pulled over. Uh, yeah, I got there early, um, and I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, like you do at a gay bar. And, you know, I was sitting at the table by myself. He asked if he could join. I said, sure. Oh. And we said, we traded catty comments back and forth, because, well... What else do you do so, when watching a drag competition? And was then, it just yeah, because just, there weren't that many people there and he was looking someone to hang out with? Or yeah, did he see the yeah, banner? Basically, or, okay. Yeah, he, he was basically... Because I showed up and he yeah. was there and I thought, oh, he's a regular who I'm not recognizing or like an infrequent regular. So I was feeling bad. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm not recognizing him. Shoot. Yeah, no, he has been at uh, Esquire before and he's been there for First Fridays. Oh, okay. Oh, of, okay. Well, he has seen us okay. at First Fridays before and ha- had a bit of curiosity to it. And, you know, we were able to educate him as to what we are. And, well, and kind of a pattern is developing where you bring someone to or either, like in this case, you lured him to the corner. Another case, you've brought someone who was like you were talking to online. And brought them in. And then you leave. And then I end up talking, chatting with them <laughs> afterwards. And found out uh, the one from last First Friday was a big old nerd gamer dude. And it's like, sweet. And it's like, oh, did you talk to you know Arcane about this? And he's like, no. And it's like, that's right. You guys were not really talking as much as groping and macking on each other. And so I'm, yes. so I'm the nerd who like actually like talk. And we exchange numbers. And I think, I don't know how much he gets out. But he seemed kind of shyish. So yeah, he, he I'm was, glad that we exchanged numbers. Yeah. I'll have to remember to next first Friday kind of send a message saying, "Hey, 
Because I've just been stupidly busy and have not had a chance to have yeah. interact I, with I people. I did not get his number, but he has my card. Okay. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But yay, more more bodies. That, and... um, you know, we had you know some regular show, uh, mm-hmm. smaller. I mean, we just need to you know figure out how to get people there. And I mean, we don't do anything. It's basically word of mouth. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and just the fact that we always show up, but you know, there's, there's ways, I mean, there's ways of making Facebook groups for it, uh, inviting people to it. Uh, I know, you know, there's the idea of making, doing actual puppy mosh once, but um, you know, that would take some planning and putting out the word. Right. And we, we know what needs to happen to, to get that to happen, but you need to talk to the owner who's well, only there one day a week for like two hours in the middle of the day. Right, and oddly enough, I work <laughs> during those Well, hours. the person who's actually showed an interest in putting on the mosh, I think has a bit more free time, but they're like, oh, I can't do that in the middle of the day. I'm like, what else are you doing in the middle of the day? Your student. Classes, I think. He, he might have a... One of his classes might line up perfectly with mm-hmm. that time. So, you know, skip class one day when it's not a test. Well, it's like, this is your idea. This is what you want to do. So it's like, well, you're going to have to do some effort. Yeah. I think he's kind of hoping other people grab it. It's like, oh, this would be great. Let's do this. And it's like, yes, you do that. You don't get to come up with great ideas and hope other people will do it. Yeah. No, you you got to put forth. You gotta put forth the effort. You have to. Uh, well, there used to be a group yeah. called the Lesbian Avengers, and I love it because their logo was uh, basically a um, the anarchist bomb. Okay. And uh, they, uh, they, yeah, their meetings were, hey, if you have an idea, cool. You have to be willing to work on any idea you bring up. You're not allowed to share. Oh, this would be a great idea, and then say, well, I don't have time for it. No. That, then it's not a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're just trying to foist other work on someone else. You have to be able to do at least some work on anything you bring up. All I remember is um, they. I remember because a friend designed a T-shirt for them over in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and the T-shirt showed the bomb with an ant, uh, cricket on it, and it's like underneath it said, "There's lesbians here. They have crickets." Because what happened was, as one of their protests, they'd gone to this radio station that had like a phobic disc jockey. And they had bought crickets at a pet store. And they showed up, and in the receptionist area, they're like, we bring one of the plagues of the Bible down upon the <laughs> locusts. And they opened the bags and flung crickets everywhere. And the receptionist freaked out and called 911. And her response was, there's lesbians here. They, they have crickets. <laughs> In a panicked way. And, and I mean, then after they did that and made their thing, then they proceeded to go and help collect as many crickets as they could and actually clean up after themselves before, you know, heading off after having made their demonstration and, you know, gotten their response that they wanted and, like, let the radio station know that you, got, you have hired a real <laughs> asshole. So, I mean, it seemed like, a you know, a horrifying but polite way of... That's <laughs> no... Would have been more impressive if they had used actual locusts, but I don't know that you can get those in Michigan or no, this, well, the United States. Yeah. yeah, this was yeah San Francisco. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, crickets. Yeah, it's, it's easier, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah, pet pet stores sell them to feed to mm-hmm. you know pet reptiles and things. things. So things. yeah, anyway, so yeah, that rule is like, you have an idea, cool, be willing to work for it. Yeah, so kind of an ethos I've kind of tried to bring into meetings myself it's like oh i've got some great ideas i have no energy to do this okay then just shut up (laughs) um if you hear a similar idea voice your support for it but yeah but the other uh thing on first friday was fun um well no sad because uh it looked like there was a 
someone was using it as a staging ground for a threesome. They already discussed the matters ahead of time, I think, online. And First Friday was the let's get together, hang out, and then go have fun. But um, uh, one of the individuals with the threesome just wasn't in the mood that night. So it kind of fell through. I was like, aw. Hmm. Okay. So that was... I, that, I, I must have missed that. You'll have to name names off oh. mic. <laughs> well, no. Um, what happened was um, they were... Uh, I, it was when I was the fifth wheel. Okay. And you were mashing with the new guy and then the other well, yes. two people were mashing. Well, yes. That was, I think, the nascent trying you know, threesome uh-huh. trying to happen. But, you know, trouble with threesome is you have to have all three parties in on it and feeling up to hijinks that night and one just wasn't you know up to it and it's like okay fair enough so yeah so it didn't happen right. I, I also i don't know how how sealed the deal was or if it was just aspirational <laughs> just an aspirational threesome you know i i i think there was probably a mismatch in expectations possibly i mean i've you know by the you know the couple involved you know i've you know, been offered to, you know, do stuff with them too. But it was when, by one member of it who was really drunk at the time, so I don't know if it was an honest offer or just like, I love you, dude. We really should have sex. Aha. Yeah, because that, that's, you know, <laughs> dude bro say, I love you, dude. And gay people, gay guys are like, we should have sex. We, we should fuck. We should fuck. Yeah. We, love you, bro. <laughs> Come in me, bro. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, like I said, I, I don't know how how freewheeling and open this couple really is, but it might be more aspirational than actual practical. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the moment there, I was just saying they're like the fifth wheel. It's like, oh, there's two couples making out this table <laughs> and me sipping here my scotch. Well, at least it was good scotch, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I was. It was free scotch. Uh, any alcohol tastes better when it's free. I'd want a gift certificate and it was like, oh, okay, well, how am I going to drink $20 in booze in one night? A shot of really nice scotch. Yes. <laughs> Three shots are just about the uh, yeah the 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 amount. So it's like okay, that's meant to be. Yeah, I wonder how much the uh, the pitchers of the good beers on tap are there. I mean, if you were feeling generous, you could buy beers for the table, and that would add up to twenty bucks. Oh, right? probably. But I'm, <laughs> I'm stingy. It's like no, I, I know it's free, but. So, uh, yeah, I think that about covers... First Friday, First yeah. Friday, yeah. So, the the next day, then, um, or was it the next week? Oh, it, it all gets jumbled together. No, it would be the next day. Um, I went down and saw Sling Bear again. Okay. And we had a good time. He, he sent, when I was about five minutes out, he sent a message saying, um, door's unlocked and I've locked myself into the sling. <laughs> And so, yeah, I let myself in, locked the door behind me as one. Now, is he able to get out of it? Should you have, like, suffered a horrible traffic accident on the way, like, in the last mile? Yes. Okay. He, he, he would have been able to extract himself uh, if he needed okay. to. Good. But, yeah, and, you know, I came down quietly. He was in the sling, blindfolded, and yeah, tried to be as quiet as I could. And so that the, the first thing that he knew I was there assuming he didn't hear the door slam was my touch. And mm-hmm. so that, that was kind of neat and hot. Um, I, I added a bit more bondage and a lot more stimulation and, um, got a multi-day load out of him. And so it was more than just like a standard scene. It was, there was a whole scenario that had kind of been 
you know, planned? Uh, a little bit of planning. Mm-hmm. We had talked about doing something like that the last time, mm-hmm. and he, he thought of, about springing it on me, but he also knew that I was the kind of person who, even when I'm invited to a place, I still ring the doorbell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, getting that message, yeah, after I'd gotten off the freeway, then I was like, okay, we'll do that. Well, I mean, that's yeah. the way to do it, is with someone you already have, you know, a relationship with and have had play with so you know them somewhat because mm-hmm. i've had people who've like you know put that up to me but early on it's like as a first scene it's like oh i really want you to you know come into you know my my door will be unlocked just come in and you know take off your clothes and put yourself in position on my bed and i'm like no no yeah no no that yeah that that type of scene does require a level of knowledge and trust mm-hmm. that you know, they won't do horrible things to you and that they won't rifle through your silver before or after they do horrible things to you. So, um, yeah, uh, got him off quick. Um, then we put pants back on and had a pleasant stroll around campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to his place. Uh, pleasant chatting. Gave him another orgasm. Uh, went out to dinner, uh, went back, gave him another orgasm, <laughs> and he gave me one, which um, yeah, is kind of rare that, that I get off, oh. um, just because it takes takes a lot of effort. Yep, uh, I know how, yes, yes, I know that. Uh, and it takes a lot of effort with someone else for me. Yeah. Personally, it's like, yeah, it's, it, I, can, I can do it myself pretty quick, but. Yeah, just uh, I'm used to my own the, touch. The, the right loop, the right point, and you know just the right rhythm mm-hmm. to get yourself off. Um, and then the next day, he messaged me to let me know that I had wound him up enough um, with those that three more. He he, mm-hmm. he he gave himself three more orgasms for a uh, personal best. Well. Recent personal best, not counting, you know, the the teenage days when you could do it over and over again. But yeah, a, a personal best in, in the last umpteen years of six in 24 hours. Cool. And I said, you know, as long as it didn't hurt and it's mm-hmm. still white coming out, I, I think you're fine. Yeah. Because he came back with that was kind of concerned, you know, a bit of concern that, you know, six in 24 hours. I'm like, hey, as long as you're still having fun. Go with it. Uh, and the next yeah. event would have been, would that have been the, the latex party on the 15th? Next event, yes, would okay. have been a latex party uh, at the r r Saloon, which is connected to the Menjo's Entertainment Complex. Yeah. It's all, Detroit. it's all, it shares an exterior wall, but I don't think there's a door between them. You, no. There's no access, but you can't go from one to the other without going outside and right. going around the block-ish a little bit. Yeah, um, I guess R&R had, it's like the third location of R&R? Yeah, and R&R had a reputation. It was one of the main kink bars, well, sort of kink bars in Detroit. It was more of a, a Western theme, okay. uh, more Levi than leather. Okay. Um, and I think uh, Migra... Uh, Michigan International Gay Rodeo Association did a lot of stuff at the R&R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they called themselves the R&R Saloon, and mm-hmm. it, it had that kind of thing. But also, the R&R had the reputation of 
that's where you went when you needed to buy an eight ball of Coke. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, glory holes in the bathrooms and yeah, it was kind of a skeevy place, uh, and got shut down multiple times, Mm -hmm. uh, lost its liquor license. And so, yeah, it's just the name and some of the artifacts from the old R and R or at the new, uh, or at Menjo's and, um, because with this new one, um, I mean, yeah, we, uh, we knew someone um, who was putting on a latex night, and yes. that was the first one, the inaugural, uh, you know, latex gathering. Um, R&R, you know, there's not too much to R&R. We, went, we were early there, and mm-hmm. you were the only one in latex. I didn't wear latex because I was lazy, and, you know, even though I know someone who I could have probably borrowed some from, I was mm-hmm. lazy. Yeah, um, the same person I borrowed some from. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, but, you know, the bartender was attractive and very friendly yes um, very woofy bartender and uh you know only a handful of people there um someone i used to know from lansing was there actually that was amusing um and then uh yeah i mean they just have the central area you know bar to one side there's the bathrooms in the back a little bit of a dance floor where a dj can set up mm-hmm. um and then there's this like partition that's kind of little area where you can just kind of go behind a wall and do stuff. They call it the VIP area, but I think it's just basically, yeah, to basically fool around with people kind of outside of the main bar. Right. Uh, there's a side room that has a pool table and some stools. Which is where most of the party. Yeah, where the latex, the latex happened. party was. Yeah. And then uh, then uh, this open area, um, I think it was an old probably dance floor because I think they said it was had a roof and they just removed the roof. Maybe. But um, it's it's just a courtyard that has walls to all four sides, so it's very private. It's kind of interior to the building, but open to the air and... And as such, you can smoke there. Yeah, and very, um, very you know, uh, I'm trying to think of... Um, well, very dark. They're thinking about some lighting options. Because yeah. they're still... They'd only been open since the beginning of the year, they said, as R&R. Um, the other big thing that they do is uh, they stay open till 4. Yes. And I don't know if they need... Do you, I mean, you'd need a license if you wanted to serve past two. I think there are licenses where you can serve alcohol past two. No, no. Michigan law states, um, and I looked this up when I was working for a 24-hour pharmacy, Mm -hmm. alcohol cannot be sold between the hours of 2 a.m. and 7 a.m. Okay, because there's other other states, I think, have it where you can get an extended license where you're allowed to go later um so and, I, and there there was a sign when we came in that says at two o'clock no, yeah no yeah no alcohol sales after 2 p.m but i don't know yeah i don't know if you need a special license just to stay open uh yeah, uh, yeah i don't as know as either as, um it makes sense i mean well they, they stay open till four and i like that idea i mean i think all it'd be nice if all bars did that in a way because you know what's the how do bars operate now you're there you're drinking 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 at two o'clock you say okay Last call, get out. Yeah, last call, slurp it down, and then get to the roads. Whereas if you could stay open for two hours where people could just be drinking soft drinks or water and sobering up before, and but still having fun or hanging out, you know, they there we go. That might stop some horrible things happening at 2.15 a.m. on the roads. I don't know if there is an uptick. I mean, I, don't, I haven't looked to see if there is an uptick in yeah, I, I, actual I, accidents or issues um, I'm sure the cops are out in force. Oh, I, a- absolutely. And I've been pulled over at 2.10 a.m. going home when I had a very loud muffler that had been loud for many, many, many months. 
and you could tell that the cop was a bit disappointed that <laughs> I had just coming home from work and wasn't coming home and, and was stone cold sober. Yeah. Uh, the uh, but the um, yeah, so that's the R&R's big claim to fame. And so I guess you can kind of go to Menjo's drink and then you know come over for a couple extra hours if you want some fun. Um, the, we didn't go to Menjo's at all. Menjo's, I guess, had a bare leather night going on. They had something going on, because usually Menjo's doesn't have a cover or a minimum, and, you know, they had a sign on the door this time saying... A two drink minimum. Two drink minimum. I don't know how they kept track of that, because that's what kind of kept me from... St- stamps on the hand. Oh, I see. Got it. So... Yeah, because uh, some of the guys who started out at Menjo's and then filtered over, they had um, some stamps on their hands. So. so they don't let you off the door until you've had two stamps, or... Or you pay 10 bucks. What, on the way out? Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. So, again, um, keeps it from going back and forth, you know. Right. I mean, unless you go down two drinks and then, you know, well, have and your then, two stamps and show that you, you're you right. set. Right. And, and then there, there, after 10 o'clock, there was a separate cover for the R&R unless mm-hmm. you were in latex. Yep. Then you got in for free. But the cover was pretty low. I mean, yeah, I think so it was like two bucks. And yeah, then something after like that. A, and then after a certain later time, it was up to five. I think. Uh, yeah, there I, was a stage there. I know there were stages to the the sign, and they you know, that and, and and we got there early enough yeah. that and we drank enough that they didn't care. <laughs> um, so there were about twenty five guys mm-hmm. uh, at the leather or at the rubber party uh, and two car buffers. Mm-hmm. Um, which handheld, battery operated, or rechargeable? Yeah. yeah, with really soft pads on them, so you know, kind of using them on each other. Yeah, and and a, a bit of lube, and yeah, you got to buff up everybody's rubber to a high gloss shine. And they had and, a uh, was it, no, was that a sleep there. sack? What they were using, or yeah, it it was it's a latex bag that you could crawl yeah, into. It, yeah, I mean, it secured at the neck. A yeah, a lower grade of latex sleep sack because, you know, Veritas has a very, very nice uh, latex sleep sack that has sleeves, mm-hmm. um, has flaps at the nipples, and has a multi-pull zipper so that you can expose just the dick. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that they had there was just a bag. Mm-hmm. No sleeves. It wasn't even really tapered. V- Veritas is... is tapered towards the feet um and yeah the zip if you're in it the zipper alone came down to your navel um so yeah you, you had it it was more for the feeling of mm-hmm. feeling rubber around you and also being kind of restrained as they set up on the pool table they put down some mats and then put down a tarp mm-hmm. and uh you know had gotten permission to claim the pool table and and i think the pool table was getting a lot more use than normal well except some non-rubber person came in and was like, what if I want to play pool? And it's like, well, then you don't do it here. Go, shoot. It's getting a lot more use and having a lot more fun right now than, you know. Oh, I missed that one. Uh, I think it was just someone thinking they were being clever. And it's like, no, sorry. Someone being a jackass. It's like, that's, you know, not terribly funny. Ha ha. Um, I mean, because, you know, there was, you know, a lot of latex people there, but a lot of non-latex people, there I think, were. We, we did get showing interest. Quite a few curiosity seekers. Um, most people going into the sack were latex people because you could either be in latex or if you weren't wearing latex, you had to just strip down. And uh, that was a lovely part of the night where um, a really nice furry guy had just been in there, mm-hmm. got himself out. Um, 
And uh, then one of the guys who was watching was curious and is like, well, what do I need? And he's like, strip down. And so he dropped and we were standing there as both of them were like bent over, one taking mm-hmm. off his underwear, one putting it on. And we're just like, okay, this is really nice. This, <laughs> a lovely floor show. A really nice furry ass and a really nice smooth, smooth ass, ass right there in front of us. And it's like, whoa. Um, and so that was pleasant. Uh, you know, I think, well, and also, I mean, it is a bar and you're not supposed to have dicks, but they were pretty okay about at least i saw three in evidence because uh those those two and then someone was in a latex suit but uh had no crotch so their dick was exposed i missed i didn't see that one okay and i mean all dicks all dicks involved were really pleasant to look at so it's like yay um (laughs) yeah uh i was in a brown surf suit with long sleeves um which really got on your last nerve uh yeah at the end of that that's what put the capper on the end of the night. Um, yeah. The sleeves. The, 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 it seemed yeah, like the, you were having sleeves. a lot of trouble with those sleeves. Just yeah, the the sleeve. I mean, the the suit itself um, fits me really well, and it fits well right up to the elbows. Mm. And yeah, that that last part. The, the forearms. It, yeah, the for the 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 elbows and the forearms were just not having it uh it, it's just too tight too, yeah just a little too okay. tight for my my fat arms um and yeah ju- just the restriction between the restriction on the shoulder and the restriction on the elbow made driving down really interesting mm-hmm. i had to swap ha- hands frequently uh on the steering wheel um so yeah no the when i get a suit of my own it's going to be a a true surf suit with uh boxer length legs mm-hmm. so halfway to the knee and then uh short sleeve arms uh, half, halfway between the shoulder and elbow and yeah i i think i still have yeah wow. i i still have some marks oh um oh, where's um, that from that is from the the vacuum effect okay. of the rubber and okay. not having enough lube for it to fully slide. Oh. So it pulls and as such, it can break capillaries. Um, so I've got some really interesting bruise lines still. Well, that's one thing I've noticed that from vacuums that they make some really wonderful welds because wherever, you know, the latex comes together when mm-hmm. it seals, it kind of gives you this welt that, you know, it kind of seams down, you know, your arms, sides, legs, and, that can and I remember at an IML, I, you could tell who was in the vacuum the day before because they still had faint, you know, lines from the welts. So I was like, cool. Yeah. So uh, I I did make a point to speak with uh, the curiosity seekers, those mm-hmm. who were there and watching and seemed intrigued, um, but were not in latex themselves. And one of them asked me, you know, why. Right? Why latex? And I used um, I used the same analogy that I used in my Sirs of Paris interview, that you know, regular sex is a lot like vanilla ice cream, and vanilla ice cream is wonderful. It's delicious. This is adding sprinkles and whipped cream and and a cherry on top, and making it a full sundae. So. Except and, no, yeah. well, I mean, part of it, the yeah. why is like, well, why do you need to add more to sex? Or his answer would be, well, why do you find latex hot? I no, mean, it, you know, it, that, it was it was okay. more of why do you find 
the the need to add more to sex. Okay. And and, and so that that's the approach I took was. And my thought is like, know, well, when you fuck, are you fucking a vagina or do you fuck an ass? And it's like, well. I fuck guys. And it's like, well, why don't you fuck women? They're perfectly acceptable. I mean, if you want truly vanilla sex, go heteronormative. <laughs> and it'd be like, but I'm, and it's like, exactly. It's like variety, something different. You know, it's like, you know, what are you actually attracted to? It's like, sometimes just, you know, if, it, if it's just the, you know, yeah, I mean, or even your own hand might be the best thing, you know? It's no, like, he, he understood latex in general, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the adding of more. But speaking of heteronormative, <laughs> there was a straight couple there. There are two straight... Well, I thought two straight couples. Well, well okay. okay. Two men, male... Uh, two, appearing male-female couples. Two male-female two, two, appear, two couples appearing that, couples. Right. You know, yeah. One were in latex. What, one were in latex and... One was in latex? One was in latex. One one of the couples were appropriately was appropriately dressed for the occasion. <laughs> and they I spoke with them. They are actually uh, members of Diversions, which is Detroit's uh, pansexual beginner okay. dungeon. Oh. Um, it's a, a safe place that you can go to explore bondage latex mm-hmm. flogging that sort of thing and know that you know you're in a safe well-maintained well-lit you know there are people there who are expecting phone. there to be people who right. are you know right and new to it so. right and that nudity and penetration is not allowed okay. there as is in most pansexual kink spaces and we've had that discussion before um but you know there was another man and woman there who um, were not in latex, but they were watching for a while and then they disappeared. And I heard this strange high-pitched noise over the music, which is saying something because the music had a lot of bass to it. And yeah, they had retreated to the uh, VIP section and she was a squeaker. And I'm like, and I saw it on the faces of other guys coming out of the VIP section mm-hmm. that they were like, that's not what I want to see when I'm trying to get my dick sucked. I don't need to see tits and, and pussy and a, a woman getting... Then look away. Ba- and a woman getting banged so hard that she's pleasantly screaming. I think it was the, the screams and the squeaks <laughs> that put them off the most... Um, well, I know guys who scream and squeak also. Well, so I guess what we're, you know they should right. just be told to shut up too. I mean, it was I found it interesting because it's like I was expecting it to be you know like Menjo's or you know a gay club, yeah, you know, gay, and it's like a bunch of guys, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. when I saw that there were you know women there, I was like, oh, okay, okay, it's like, yeah, cool. It's more about the latex then, and you know this is just a couple that you know saw it more as a sex club. I guess. And, um, I mean, yeah. again, it, you know, that's the thing we'll never agree upon. It's like, you're like, well, I don't want to see that. Well, honey, there's lots of things I see in the dungeons that I don't want to see. Right, It's right. harshing my, you know, erection buzz. But they're still welcome there. Oh, oh yeah, no. I, and it's not just because they have a Y chromosome, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, it's not like I was... I mean, yeah, g- it's like, going to go up to the. It's more of a thing to yeah. raise an eyebrow at and like yeah. share, share a knowing look amongst the other regulars. Like, really? Then, you know, like, you know, trying to publicly shame. Yeah, no. But it, yeah, it's, it was, it, I mean, I, heck, it's like, I would just like, you know, 
checked out the guy. It's like, I don't care what you're sticking your dick into. It's like you have a dick that's being stuck into something. <laughs> I want to see that dick get stuck see, into something. I want to see the face you make as you come, whether or not you know, it's coming inside a lady or a guy. Because... And, you know, it is kind of interesting, though, what the dynamics and why. I mean, that's the question. is like, why? And they maybe just love to have witnesses. And they, yeah, they, they do could, it. They could be exhibitionists. And, and if they did that in any other bar, they would have been either arrested or asked to leave. You know, like, you know, any other dance club or that. It's like, you know, that's the thing about the right. gays. We tend to be a lot more comfortable with sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, we are much more comfortable with, with sex and sexuality than uh so I think yeah. that's probably is like, oh, okay, well, hey, here's a place where we can go and publicly have sex. Woohoo. It's only going to cost us $2 each for the cover. <laughs> and then a drink or two. Um, the, um, so, yeah, I miss that because, it, like I said, I mean, were they unclothed or just like... She... He unzipped, she hiked up her skirt and and uh, hiked up her shirt as well. And hmm. I'm kind of yeah. curious how he would have felt if, you know, someone got in closer, you know, kind of... Try to get a peek of what he was, uh, you know, packing. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, that's it. If you're I, having I, sex in public and someone kind of looks over your shoulder, it's like, hmm. It's like, yeah, that's probably, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, I, uh, oh, what, oh, I always lose words. Uh, Damn aphasia? No, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just brain something, maybe. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, uh, um, Occupational hazard. That's true. Okay. I, the occupational hazard of, you know, having public sex, you know, in a very sex positive area. It's like, well, people will be like, hey, you know, might violate your personal space as they want to get a better look. Because obviously you're doing it for attention. <laughs> I, could, I could see not being touched. But um, right. and it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because uh, someone I know just he, he was in uh, D.C. and at a gay bar and I guess had some straight guy like. As he was trying to get through the crowd to get to the bar to get a drink, some straight guy turned on and was like, don't touch me. And it's like, I'm sorry, uh, your ass isn't that great that I actually want to grope it. I'm just trying to get a drink. And it's like, okay, honey, you're in a gay bar. You're packed in and, you know, you're, don't pride yourself that you know, they want, <laughs> they all want your ass. It's like, maybe yeah. you need to go somewhere else, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that, you know, Republican gay panic and... Yeah. Oh, the, I'm, I'm going to get assaulted in the bathrooms. I'm like, you ain't that fine. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was, I thought, good event. Like I said, it was fun. Um, I groped a bunch of people who were in the sack. Mm-hmm. You know, I started with people I knew and then it was like, oh, well. Well, it, it helped that one of, it, it helped that the first person in the sack was somebody that we both knew. Yes. And, um, I knew, I knew two of the people who got into the sack. Uh, and then, uh, oh Yeah. And then they, um, was it, uh, the, the one, the furry butt. Oh, I didn't know him at all. I know people who know him yeah. very well. Yeah. But he he like, has a bit of a reputation. Yeah. Cool. Um, and they, uh, I do nothing of him. So it's like, should I be feeling up? And then I saw strangers are doing it. I'm like, well, hell, why not? And found out that, uh, rhythmic tapping on his cock through the latex seemed to be getting a good reaction. It was like, you know, just kind of tapping with the music seemed to be, uh, Making things happier, so I was like, "Oh, cool!" <laughs> oh, I, I I found a found a button. Pull, and then, uh, pull, then the pull, next pull. guy was someone. Uh, the other, the um, the one after him, the smooth butt, was just a guy who had been there all night and was. And I chatted with and him. was curious. Yeah. yeah, I was chatting with him before, so it's like, okay, we have a rapport, and yeah, I'm gonna feel up your cock. 
I kept trying to get it out from between his legs and get it up like along his stomach so you could kind of play with his latex and I don't know if he was you know, it was just it was just there and it's like you couldn't get your hand in there enough. No, I, I didn't want to hurt the latex by like digging right. in to move things around in there. So I was like, okay, but um, yeah, nice, nice cocks all around. That yeah, were and visible. I I heard from um, the planners of the event, Jezzer and Trooper, mm-hmm. that they do want to make it. A semi-regular thing that th- this is not going to be just a one-off mm-hmm. um, that they want to do it again and I, yes absolutely uh, and oh yeah and we we will and maybe next time i'll actually go properly attired and we know other latex enthusiasts who uh really need to go uh yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> need, need to drag him kicking and screaming even if he has had a a long day at work and you know who you are and I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, but no, and I, the, the other thing that made me think is like, well, how, why do people get into this stuff? And not, sometimes it's not because they find it sexy or it's a you know button for them. It's because community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a lot of people there who already knew each other and how do they know each other? They know each other because they all like latex and they see each other at these events and you can't get that whole like, oh, this is my tribe. Um, you know, I see the same see the same thing with many fandoms out there, or like furries. It's like you know the idea of like why would I spend thousands of dollars to wear an uncomfortable mascot suit? This isn't really you know that fun. Except anything like latex or leather or that you get to meet the people there mm-hmm. and you form connections with them. And then it's like okay, latex wasn't a thing that really super turned me on, but these people are into it. I like these people. And then eventually you borrow a suit, you buy a suit, and then it is your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, then it is like, wow. Also, I mean, I could see the the um, the eroticism of it because, you know, when you are of a certain age, you associate latex with sex. Yes. You, know, you, you we had decades where you wrapped yourself in latex to, you know, protect yourself. And so, you know, if there's going to be, you know, some fucking going on or some, a lot of people even sucking, there is latex. And so that smell of it the taste of it, the feel of it was, became synonymous with having a good time, especially with strangers. So <laughs> I, you know, I can see the eroticism of it. And also the fact that, you know, it, 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 it's slimming. <laughs> yes. It, it, it has There's that, a corseting the wonderful kind of... corseting spanks effect. And, you know, it's that wonderful feel, you know, cause you feel it all the time that you're mm-hmm. wearing it, but it, it also, transmits heat and vibration mm. and pressure very well and yeah it, it, it's a wonderful material and i'm i mean yeah if these guys were just laying naked on the pool table i don't know how forward i would have felt like groping them and rubbing them but there's that layer of latex so it's like okay i'm not actually touching them we're just touching them through this bag and it's still pretty sexy and you know, kind of a distancing thing too. So it's like, okay, I don't feel weird about feeling up strangers yeah. as much. <laughs> what one thing I'm thinking about, just wild spitballing. Now I should probably tell Jester about this. I wonder if it would be possible to connect um, a hand vac or a shop vac to that sleep sack, hmm. because especially with the the last guy that was in there, yeah. there was a lot of air mm-hmm. um, that got trapped in there with him. I'm like, oh, can, yeah. Can, yeah. Can we pull some air out and make it a bit more restrictive mm-hmm. and a bit, you know, and ha- have the option to make it 
kind of like a vac rack, but you know, you would have your head out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also, I wouldn't be surprised if you know we do see you know because uh, I know I went to a house party once they had a vac cube, and you know it seemed portable enough to take to a house party. Oh yeah, and, and, and I've, I've seen it. yeah I've seen vac racks made basically on the spot mm-hmm. um, at Claw, and they were made from two trash bags and a PVC frame okay. that that broke that broke down completely. Um, so, so I could see if this becomes a regular thing, something like that showing up could be a real possibility. Yeah, and there's the fun of that too. And hey, it's a bar, so there's ice to be had. So. Yes, that's a fun thing to do with people who are trapped in a a vacuum is like, you know, apply ice in strategic locations. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't more ice being applied to the uh, sleep sack. Um, Yeah, yeah, they had had towels because, you know, lube was, there's a lot of lube and they had towels. There was was lots of lube there. Yeah. But, um, so like I said, a good event. And if it does become a regular thing, yeah, I definitely would like to. Yeah, or even an irregular thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, when it happens, you know, because I'm connected to... Jesser, mm-hmm. um, on Facebook. So whenever the next one happens, uh, I'm going to be there and I'm going to drag, you know who you are. <laughs> I am going to drag you kicking and screaming. If I have, after we raid your closet for outfits, <laughs> if I have to throw you in your own sleep sack and put you in the back seat, we'll go to your place. We'll play dress up and then we'll get in the car and come to the event. Yes, that sounds fun. <laughs> oh, we love you. We really do. It's not like we haven't done that. That's We did that for number six a couple times, I think. Yeah, we... Because I know played... I've worn latex twice. I think... It, no, not number six. DBC. DBC. Yeah. We've done it both both times I did it to DBC. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And it, it's... Yeah. Just the uh, singlet that you had on. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It got a lot of favorable attention. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I mean, that was an oddness because I was just there in shorts and a t-shirt and fell out of place. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm not part of this group because I'm not wearing the proper uniform in a way. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't know if I felt more comfortable talking to people if I had been in latex. But, you know, there are a lot of people there who it's like, why am I being so shy? And it's like, well, because I'm naturally shy. And, you know, also they're all, you know, all the latex people are talking to other latex people. Yeah. And I, I did get a comment on my Facebook um, afterwards. Uh Thanking me for being there and mentioning that I, quote, uh, nice looking suit and you wore it well. Yay. Like, Yay. That was good. So that was the latex party. Uh, what was the next event? Uh, would that be? Well, that would be the reason why I didn't attend number six dungeon last night. Yes. Um, found a guy uh, online um, who is, he, he was on a fisting site. And he is just at my 30-mile limit. Mm-hmm. A, a little bit farther, but, you know, th- there's a bit of a fudge factor in that anyway. But, yeah, still took an hour uh, to get to him because had to go on a, a Michigan highway, which was 55 most of the way until you pass through these little villages where it, you know, at little notice drops all the way down to 30. And you just know that there is a cop waiting to catch people at the city limit sign. So I went out to his place uh, instead, and we really didn't click. Hmm. Um, I, I'm going to be polite and not go into 
deep details on it on my, I'll, I'll tell you all about it afterwards. <laughs> I'll, I'll spill all of the tea, but I, I'm going to be, I, I want to be a better person. <laughs> so I, I will just say we didn't click the spark in the chemistry. Wasn't there. Gave it a, a couple mm-hmm. hours, but I, yeah, I just wasn't feeling that connection. That's why I really, you know, you know, there's a lot of guys who I, you know, get hide to on grinder or scruff or growler and you know they're like hey i really want to do i really you know i want you to do this to me right now mm-hmm. and i'm always like you know sure let's meet somewhere sure how about your place and i'm like no no i mean let's meet somewhere for a chat while right. we're totally clothed and i get to suss out you as a person yeah um because yeah for me the sex there's there needs to be some chemistry and you know just of of you know i just the mechanical yeah, I want to show up and just stick a dick into an ass. It's like that. It's not my. It's not a thing that clicks for me. Obviously, there's some people that mm-hmm. that's just you know a great thing for them. For me, I'm like, no, I really want to, uh, you know, get to know someone on some level, and you know, I want friends who I fuck. I don't even yeah, necessarily and- want fuck buddies. I want there to be some connection and know them somewhat, and also find out you know, kind of what they're into in that. I mean, um, yeah, I, I even offered, you know, I, I was like, you know, you, do you want to meet at McDonald's mm-hmm. first for a cup of coffee? And he's like, oh no, just come right over. I'm like, oh, well, and I did. And cause there's yeah. some people who there's their personalities or just how they are that rubs me the wrong way. I just like, okay, this is not someone I want to interact with. And it'd be a shame to like, you know, show up and then. You know, clothes start coming off, and you kind of, as you're doing stuff, realize, I no, I don't want to be with this person. Even yeah, even it, if there's it, it, it was even if they're fun, yeah. even if there's some you know chemistry, I'm this is not a you know I, I always make a joke about there's just some behaviors that should not be rewarded, you know. And I mean, I think my joke was I, I said it with friends, uh, talk about well, yeah, I need to talk to someone first, I and mean, I have to make sure you're not Republican. It's like, you know, don't worry, don't worry, reward bad behavior with sex. Right. And it's like, no, there's a lot yeah, of Republicans it, it, that I would have sex with. It, it, um, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even if we had met at the McDonald's mm-hmm. and had a pleasant chat first, um, I probably still would have gone back to his place yeah. for a, and ultimately a, a disappointing session. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just... And I mean that's yeah, we, yeah. we just we just didn't line up, and I'm like, well, you know, that happens. Yeah, and I mean that's yeah, chemistry. You know, it can be very specific. What you know, that's why you know, jerking off for me goes so much easier and faster than with someone else. You know what your buttons are, and mm-hmm. you find sometimes you find those people that just hit those buttons right. I mean, you know, I remember uh, yes. one guy I hooked up with. Yeah, we hooked up with that, and it was great because honestly, you know. He knew exactly how to work my nipples perfectly from the first. I'm like, yes. And my dick really fit really well into his ass. And it was like, wow, <laughs> this is, this works wonderful. Um, and I, but I don't know what, then there's never anything past that. I mean, there's months of him saying hi to me on Grinder, Right. And then I'm trying to interact crickets. So I don't know what that was about. And part of me is like, I wish I had established at least just a rudimentary friendship before so mm-hmm. that I could say, Hey, did that not work out? Cause honestly, I'm, I'm fine with critique. It's like, if you, if we had, you know, if we had a session and you, it was not that much for you. I mean, like, like what you just had, right. I'm be more than willing to actually hear what the, you know, how I failed to measure up for that other person. 
because I want to know. I'm a, a to improve my own technique, but also B, it's like we all have our own things. And just because you didn't like the way I did a certain thing doesn't mean I'm bad at it. It just means we aren't a good fit. Right. And, and, I'm, and I'm, yeah. And even in relationships, I'm kind of like that. If like a failed relationship, I want to kind of do debrief it afterwards. That's mm-hmm. one reason why my ex and I could not stay friends. When a five-year relationship failed, I really wanted to talk about, okay, what, what were our failings? You know, who's responsible? There's lots on both sides. But I really wanted to have that discussion of like, okay, this is what didn't work for me. What didn't work for you? Okay, to learn. And one of his criteria, no, we can be friends, but we can never discuss what happened. I was like, nope. Then. No, then we really can't be friends because then we'll just fall back into the same cycle. Not even that because, yeah. no, the, the relationship was over. My thought was like, well, why would I want to be, you know, it's like, no, I need to learn from this experience. And if you're not going to give me that, then no, it's right. too painful. And also, honestly, yeah, I would really like to, you know, there's people I've had sessions with that it didn't happen, nothing happened after. And I'd really like to get an honest, you know, critique from them. What didn't work for you? You know, was it, mm-hmm. you know, did you just not like it? Or I thought there was chemistry. You said you wanted to meet again, but we didn't. Were you just being polite? And that's fair enough. All right. Um. So, yeah. So, so that sounds unfortunate that, that you, you skipped number six for a lesson. I skipped number six because yeah. I was lazy and I ended up working. I was tempted to go on my own, but, but it sounds, sounds like we have a, uh, uh, we, we have a, we had a mole. Well, a, a correspondent. There we go. Let's put it that way. Uh, the, the messages that I got was, uh, number six was light on play last night. Um, two newbies, oh. um, showed up. Our correspondent wound up having six different dicks in his mouth over the course of the evening. Mm-hmm. Got sucked off while he was in the sling. The Venus was... Uh, oh. the, the guy who had the, the Venus yeah, brought it out and used it on a new guy in the lace-up bondage suit on the surgical table. And then later on another guy in the leather straight jacket. Oh, cool. But no flogging, no fisting, and no fucking observed. Hmm. So, but it sounds like some. Well, I, I, was, I saw their schedule. It sounds like there, there's you know the official number six kind of ended with three hundred. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like there's still lots of. It, know, yeah, I, yeah. Look, look, looking at the schedule, it kind it lines up almost exactly yeah. with last year's. Which I can understand. Yeah. You don't do it something like that for twenty five years, then just. Say, it's over right you know unless something major happened if you're moving or you know if he were to completely clean out his place for the space then that would be a reason but you know if it's still down there and you're still you know yeah nothing's majorly changed then hey why not um but, yeah, yeah i felt kind of yeah it's like I, I loaded the directions i'm like i can probably figure this out on my own and then just yesterday got busy and i'm like yeah, okay. And then friends were having a gathering, so I went with that, and that was that was nice. And I didn't have to drive far away. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, we also got a bit of feedback on one of our previous episodes. Ooh, okay. Speaking of critique. Yes. Uh, via Twitter. Oh. At Derek Gage XXX. Cool. Uh, it, it sounds, like, sounds like a porn star. Sweet. Yes. Um, didn't realize you had to fly yourself to shoots. Found this out with your interview with Pony. Oh. Uh, and then I, I wrote back, perhaps if more people bought Treasure Island Media Pornography rather than acquiring it, <laughs> they could afford to have a travel fund. Yeah, I'm sure uh, yeah. different for different studios. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, yeah. 
also, you know, depending on your stable of actors, it sounds like Treasure Island is somewhere, I mean, you know, in the whole gauge of completely amateur to, you know, Hollywood, mm-hmm. the gauge is maybe more closer to amateur. It's, I mean, you it, know, it, it definitely has that feel to it. I it, mean, it's it, like production it, values, but yeah, it's more real. You know, it has yeah. it's more real people doing real sex as opposed to staged scenes, and uh, you know, and also, but you know, the beautiful thing is even amateurs with the right technology and editing can put out some mm-hmm. really cool stuff. But you know, the more Hollywood is, you know, marketing and you know getting actors and, you know, basically flying them in and having a stable of, you know, certain people you always use, I think. Yeah, and then from that conversation, uh, I am now being followed by a member of the production staff of Treasure Island Media. Oh, cool. So um, I hope that he um, clicks the link when I announce this podcast and uh, say, and Let's uh, hey make it. Let's his friends and coworkers know about this podcast and, and make it yeah. make it branch in Detroit. You could have Motown, you know, or even <laughs> Chicago. I mean, oh, that's right. That's yeah, true. Chicago would probably be a more logical branch yes. um, than Detroit. I mean, sure, Detroit's coming back, but there, there's that's a right lot because more they're on Chicago. the major coast. I, yeah, they yeah. they are in um, San Francisco, New York. Uh, Mexico City and London okay. right now. So, all right. Uh, we don't really have time uh, for our expert portion. We of didn't really the have show. a good idea for one. Either, yeah, so no. I, honestly, we knew there would be a lot of gossip and a lot of uh, yeah. you know, scenes to recount and talk about. Yeah, uh, but I there has been progress on the knitting front. I finally, because I, I was a able to talk my boss around it that while I'm waiting for the database to do what it does, um, finally, I, she allowed me to have my knitting. And so I did finally finish my, um, camouflage, uh, green and white striped scarf. And it's a little short just because of how wide I made it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the point is not for warmth, but for fashion, Mm -hmm. And to make it look like I belong when I'm uh, looking at MSU wrestlers through high-powered binoculars. <laughs> a, a bit of a goof. I ran out of yarn um, more than halfway through the last, when I was casting off, and had to switch to a completely different color. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's that. And uh, so since I finished that, I have made... Uh, more progress on my Doctor Who scarf, okay. and that is going well. Um, and I mentioned to one of my coworkers that you know, I'm kind of at a loss of what will, what should I do after the Doctor Who scarf? Because I've got a lot of yarn, and I, I'll probably be buying more uh, from that darn yarn company. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, you know, I could make more scarves, but yeah... You know, what else can I do? And she did mention um, that animal shelters are often look for knitted and crocheted things. So I looked up uh, Capillary Humane Society, mm-hmm. and they uh, are seeking donations of 20 by 28 inch knitted or crocheted cat mats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to uh, check my gauge with... Uh, the Dalmatian yarn, which I've got way too much of and need to work through that. And then, 
yeah, I'll probably knit or crochet up a cat matter too and mm. give it to uh, the Humane Society. And uh, so, yeah, offering that out into the universe as a way that you can knit and crochet for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your local animal shelter probably has similar needs. And uh, yeah, I found out on their website what their uh, specs were. Um, yeah, they don't care about yarn. It's size. Okay. They, they want that specific and I've size. I've seen that there's uh, things where, um, you know, fire fire stations and uh, basically had uh, patterns for knitting like uh, bears and, you know, just mm-hmm. stuffed animals. Uh, because, you know, in situations where, you know, a house is burning and there's a family and, you know, it's like kids seeing all their stuff going up in flames. Like, okay. Ha- having that here something and being able to give it to them right then and there. Or helps, I can see yeah. hospitals or that, you know, just basically mm-hmm. a lot of these things being produced. And then, um, you know, I know that there's, there are other projects for more, uh, like things animals could wear. I know, um, penguin sweaters. I heard about the hat. Yeah. And you know, so the, uh, there's projects out there. So, I mean, you know, or, um, what was the other one? Uh, caps for newborns or pre- uh, preemies. Yes. You know, it's just to, you know, cover their heads and, you know, keep them warm. And it's like, so there's lots of projects out mm-hmm. there that you can do and just hunt around. But yeah, cat mats sound simple. <laughs> yeah. They're, they, 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 they seem pretty good. Uh, any I- interesting no. crafting on your end? I, I yeah, we. It's all been yeah. work and just annoying stuff. So okay, the last few weeks, yeah, I've, I've at work I was moving into a new uh, room in the lab, so that meant you know, hey, let's pack up everything you've been working with for the last fifteen years and and move it somewhere else, and then figure out how to use a smaller space. It's like, bah. Bah. So that, that's been kind of, in fact, that's what I'm going to do after this is, you know, I'm just doing stuff at home, and I'm like, oh, I should go to the lab and do some work. And then that's like, I don't feel like driving all the way across town, do the podcast, and then go back. So it's like, well, how about we do stuff at home, then do the podcast, and then do work stuff this afternoon. But I'm like realizing, I'm like, I'm kind of tired. And it's like, oh, we'll see. We'll see how much energy I have. Yeah. Okay. So what's coming yeah. up? Uh, we've got well, claw, claws next weekend. Claw is happening the day after this podcast goes live. Is so you the lucky bastards who are you know hearing uh, this yes. packing for Claw? Well, I mean, I'll be packing going to PenguinCon, so it's I'm, yeah. And we would appreciate some Claw correspondence. Mm-hmm. Just share with us, you know, some information from one of the classes mm-hmm. you went to, or any of your adventures that you're willing to share, we will keep names out of it. Uh, Just don't pre- have your face in that picture that you take of that really fun room party. Yeah. You know, we want to see bodies, you know, it's yeah. bodies and gear and yeah. hijinks. And, and, and for what I've been seeing, there's going to be a good uh, pup contingent oh. at Claw this year. Um, and there is also going to uh, hurt that there's going to be um uh, at least one ABDL uh, party, mm-hmm. um, which there wasn't last year, at least not one that I was aware of. Um, so, yeah, lots of good stuff going on at Claw. They're back down in downtown Cleveland rather than being out by the airport. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't make the budget work this year. Um, yeah, saving up for Mr. International Rubber in November mm-hmm. and then definitely Claw 2018. Uh, I will be at. And then, yeah, for us, First Friday is going to be uh, the 5th of May. Okay. Um, so 
Yeah, if you're in the Greater Lansing area, come and celebrate Cinco de Mayo with some puppies and some kinksters. We'll be happy to have you. Um, and we'll give you scritches if you ask nicely. Uh, and then, yep, yeah, day after that is Detroit Bondage Club. And then oh. the day after that, we will be recording our next episode. Next episode should be going live Wednesday, May 10th. All right. 2017. 2017. In case you yeah, discover this far in the future. Yeah. On, on, yeah. As close to, yeah, 12.01 a.m. Eastern time as I can do it because the podcasting service that I use does not allow me to queue up podcast okay. which makes makes me a little grumpy yeah as soon as i upload it it gets posted to the <laughs> rss feeds and i can't put a delay on it <laughs> would be nice but oh well and on that note we've run out of time again send your questions comments show ideas dirty pictures or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com tweet at us we are at harryprone.com and please leave a rating and review on itunes our theme is hotspot by aux used under the creative commons attribution license we are your hosts sir arcane and lansing mike wishing you peace love and perversion good night good night